Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. What's up, witches? Welcome to Magic School, and welcome back from a lovely little autumn holiday. I didn't go anywhere, but I did get real cozy up in the Citrine Palace with my space heater and my guitar and my tea and hot cocoa and my layers and layers of ponchos and blankets, and it was great. It was fantastic. Um, I love <laughs> autumn. I love winter. Um, I do get seasonal depression, but I like being cold. <laughs> and, well, I like being cold and getting to warm up and getting to take advantage of things like tea and blankets and ponchos and fires and space heaters and warm meals and turning on the oven and baking. Um, I just, I like that. So I like this time of year. And I like watching all the leaves turn yellow and orange. I think it's really pretty. It makes me really happy. It makes me want to write songs. Um, <laughs> okay, so today is the first lesson of the first ever winter quarter of this year magic school. And it is an honor to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me. Since it is the first day of a new quarter, we've been off for a couple weeks, and who knows, might have some new people joining in today, I thought I would introduce myself a little more thoroughly than usual. I'm kind of treating this like the beginning of a new year also. Like, for me, I feel like Samhain, um, like October 31st, November 1st, kind of marks like th the beginning of the end of the year and then like everything between that and January 1st is just like between space for me because it's like there's there's Samhain on at the end of October beginning of November kind of all of November really and then like November 22nd is my birthday so that's like another starting of the cycle and then like the winter solstice is like another like end beginning of the cycle right it's like the the light really vanishes into darkness and then really like comes back and is reborn and so like the you know the rebirth of the light being at winter solstice and then like actual um regular calendar new year's is coming up so for me i feel like this these two months really like november and december are really for like looking back on like where we've come where we've come through where we've come from what we've done and like where we're going and um, this is a whole lot of like seasonal explanation for why I feel like introducing myself more thoroughly today. But point is, I just feel like 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 starting fresh, like it's a new like it's a new quarter because it is a new quarter of magic school. And welcome to magic school. OK, so who am I? I'm your host, Vervain Halsdotter, and I am kind of a lot of things. I wear many different hats, but they're all witch hats in one way or another. Um, I am, of course, a witch. Uh, I make magic every day in big and little ways, and magic shapes the way that I see every corner of the world. Most, if not all, of the things that I, like, quote-unquote do are different ways of bringing magic to the world, trying to elevate the world, my life, and the lives of others around me with the addition of my magic, my art, my words, my time, my music, my energy, my attention, all those things. Um, actually... Speaking of all of this, I'd really like to share with you my mission statement. This is really like who I am, what I do really ties in with my mission statement. It'll help you understand where I'm coming from. And then also magical mission statements are actually extremely relevant to today's lesson, which I guess I haven't told you what that is yet, but you'll probably have seen the episode title by now. So, <laughs> so this is my mission statement. 
I am Vervain Hell's daughter, and I am a powerful, magical creature. I show up every day and in each moment with courage, clarity, faith, energy, and intention. I'm here to fill the world with beauty, grace, and magic, and to help others find and share the magic within themselves. I lead by example and step boldly into my highest potential. So that's my mission statement, and I'll tell you later this episode, um, like, what that is, what I do with it, etc. Um, but, like, what, what what do I actually do? Like, how, that's all nice philosophical stuff, but, like, what does that actually, how does that actually play out on the material plane? Well, I'm an author. So far, I've written two magical tomes, Essential Oil Magic and Modern Runes, um, both things I'm super passionate about in the world of magic. People seem to like my books. I'd like to write more of them someday. I also write songs. I'm a singer-songwriter performing as Verveen and the Roses. My first single, October, is already out. You can stream it on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. That's not my alarm going off telling me to go to work. Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, my first single, October, is already out wherever you listen to music. And I'm currently recording my debut album, which will be released in 2022. Thank you for following along. You can join me on Patreon if you want to follow along with the creation of all of my upcoming music or on Spotify and Instagram if you just want to see it as it comes out and enjoy it when it's done. What else do I do? Let's see. I'm the founder of and one of the boss witches in Oil Coven, which is a really awesome witchy community connected by the internet and our mutual love of plant magic. Through Oil Coven, I help educate and connect people with new forms of plant magic, mostly essential oils, to level up their wellness and every other aspect of their lives, our lives, really. It's like we're, we're in this together. We're all in this to get. I'm so sorry. It's a great community. <laughs> we learn so much together and we have a ton of fun doing it. Uh, you should totally join us. We do have some open events. We just had like an astrology tea party. Uh, you'll have to follow my Instagram if you want to like like and like turn on your notifications for my stories if you want to know about when we have these fun open events coming up or um just go ahead and and get you some plant magic and join oil coven and then you can join the discord and the facebook group and you'll know when our events are coming up ahead of time and and you get to come to all of our exclusive events too we do moon circles and fun stuff anyhow so that's one of the things that i do is all the oil coven stuff I'm also a divinatory coach, which is a fancy way of saying that I'm a tarot reader slash rune reader slash witch who uses divinatory methods and a way with words to coach my clients through challenging situations, which is a fancy way of saying it's where I'm the mom friend and you talk about what's on your mind and spirit helps me know what to say back to you to help you go out and be your best and baddest self. If that weren't enough, I'm also a barista, a babysitter, a tea server, a kintsugi artist, a regular artist, like with paint and stuff, and probably some other things too. Oh yeah, uh, I host this podcast. Can you tell I'm neurodivergent? Anyhow, you can learn more about me and my various offerings and the magic that I make by visiting my website, verveinandtheroses.com, or check the show notes for the link and various other relevant links. Um, magic, 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 witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft. I have been consciously practicing magic in one form or another since at least 2002 when I was nine, but I've only been comfortable calling myself a witch, um, like actually claiming the title for maybe 10 years or so. I think like 2010, 2011-ish. My magical path has been a long and winding 
road, as they often are, as I'm sure yours likely has been. And I've had many, many opportunities to try different magical methods along the way. Some of them have worked great for me. Some have worked okay. Some have, like, I don't know if they worked or not. Some definitely didn't work. And then there are many, of course, that I have yet to try. It's not like I've tried everything I've read about or come across. And it's not like I've even read about or come across anywhere near the uh, the sum total of magical methodologies that exist. So I'm really excited to keep learning and to keep sharing what I learn, what I continue to learn, as well as what I have learned thus far with y'all. And that's largely what this is about. It's, you know, welcome to magic school. I'm welcoming myself back to magic school to, you know, reapproach magic as a student and then also welcoming y'all to the magic school where I share the knowledge that I have gained from my experience with anyone who gives a damn long enough to get this far. So Welcome to Magic School is a place where I can share with you what I've learned from my experiences with witchcraft, the successes, the failures, the synchronicities, the serendipity, all of it. But mostly to share with you what I know, what I've learned, what I've experienced about witchcraft that works. And hopefully by sharing some of what I've learned, I can save you some time and some agony. So on today's episode of Welcome to Magic School, um, and on a couple more episodes this quarter, we're going to be talking about manifestation magic. I'll be sharing tips, tricks, and magical methods for manifestation that have actually worked for me multiple times. Um, in today's lesson, I'm specifically going to be talking about the power of our words. Um, what's this idea that like what you write down happens or that your words are spells or that you speak things into existence? And if it's that easy, why isn't everyone doing it? Why don't we all, you know, have everything that we want, you know, if it's as easy as speaking things into existence. And so we're going to talk about those ideas and what you can do to strengthen the power of your word um, so that that can become a little more um, achievable for you, um, for all of us, for myself included. Like, I, I, I should say that, like, I've I'm here t presenting this to you today as somebody who absolutely has, I mean, you know, I've had moments, right, where I'm my best self and I'm waking up on time and getting everything, you know, getting three things done before breakfast and then eating a really well-rounded breakfast and doing my yoga and drinking my water and my ningsha and putting on lip balm and <laughs> You know all all the things that I that I'm supposed to do, or that I that I want to do, that I that I see as a part of of the life that I that I envision for myself, right? And um, there are times in my life, you know, where I'm living that out really well, and there are times in my life when I'm not, and there are times in my life where I'm being really impeccable with my word, and there are times in my life when I'm not, and sometimes those times are you know, weeks long and sometimes they're hours long or minutes or moments. And um, I don't always realize uh, in the moment when I'm not being impeccable with my word as well. Um, and, and that's something that we're going to talk about in more depth in just a moment. But before we get 
too deep into today's lesson, let's go over last week's homework. Well, not last week, um, last lesson's homework, which would have been before the break. So it's been a little while. And um, I, I don't, maybe you didn't even remember that you had homework, but uh, the homework was to, to try some kitchen witchery, um, to try it out. And I, we did specifically talk about like Thanksgiving kitchen witchery last episode, but I, your homework was not necessarily to, to do kitchen witchery in any way that included Thanksgiving. Um, although I would love to hear about it if you did. And by the way, like you can always tell me later, like you can still send me your experiences with homework assignments, like weeks, months, years after the episode airs or the, you know, whatever, like I still want to hear about your homework experiences and I'm not above sharing um, new responses to old homework assignments. I think, you know, th these topics don't get old, you know, um, and which is not to say that I'll never do like a, a timely episode topic, but, you know, things like kitchen witchery or demon slaying or manifestation, um, these are are pretty timeless topics. You know, they have different names in different places and different eras throughout time, but but the things themselves really are pretty timeless. So I I don't think your responses to past homework assignments are irrelevant in the future. Um, I think they're quite relevant and I would love to hear them myself and I would love to share them with my listeners. Um, and also just like if you're a listener, which you are because you're here and you're listening, Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, so anyhow, kitchen witchery homework. I have not yet cooked this year's turkey. Um, I think I might do that on Christmas, but I did do some kitchen witchery over the break. Actually, just the other day, this was really recent, um, Oil Coven was having an astrology pajama party, which is where you hop on a Zoom call in your coziest pajamas with a bunch of witchy goofballs to learn about astrology and play star sign charades and I wanted to create the coziest vibes ever and just ooze love and compassion for myself and my companions the whole time. I wanted this to be like a real self-love moment, not just for me, but for everyone there. Like I wanted everyone to be feeling the love for themselves and just feel the chill, cozy vibes. And I wanted to emanate that and ooze that and I wanted it to be contagious. So I made myself some hot cocoa. And I made it with oat milk and cream that I simmered with three pink rosebuds, three golden calendula flowers or blossoms or whatever, you know, it's the same, same thing. And a toothpick dipped in lavender vitality essential oil. And I like spoke loving words to the cocoa powder and like to the milk as I stirred it and sweetened it with honey from the same company that my great grandfather kept bees for that helps me feel connected to my ancestors. And it was divine and it was so good. This like beautiful floral lavender rose calendula hot cocoa. Oh my God, it was so good. And I had the coziest time and all my floral hot cocoa wishes and witchy pajama party dreams came true. And... Uh, the end everyone was happy it was great um these open uh oil coven like pajama parties or tea parties or whatever that we have are so much fun this was the first one that we made a pajama party because we've had a bunch of like open tea parties and like the first one that we did was the tarot tea party and oh my god it was so much fun um it's just like a bunch of a bunch of witches hanging out on zoom like playing games and learning about stuff and having giveaways and it's just really good fun. Like, this is how I want to spend my time. Um, and I get to spend my time this way. It's great. Um, yes. So 
you should come to the next one is what I'm saying. <laughs> and without further ado, let's get straight into today's lesson. She says like 15 minutes into the episode, whatever, calm down. You need to calm down. Okay. Um, so can you speak things into existence? Does what you write down actually happen? And if it's that easy, why isn't everybody doing it? So um, it's not that easy because it requires honesty, which requires vulnerability, which is often scary. And basically the reason that it's, it's yeah, yeah, honesty is, is hard for most, for everyone, I think. Um, <laughs> like... It's it's a I feel like honesty is actually a lot easier for me than for a lot of people that I know. Um, probably because I'm autistic. Um, like it's way easier for me to communicate, like frankly, than to like beat around the bush or speak in weird social code or whatever. Um, like I I kind of just don't get a lot of it. This is so off topic, but. Yeah, I think, like, I have an easier time with honesty than most people, and it's still really hard for me sometimes. Um, even honesty with myself is even hard, you know? And sometimes those are that those are the hardest, right? Because it's, like, and it hurts, too, because, like, you know in your head, like, you know that there's something that, like, you're not looking at. And you know that you're not looking at it because if you look at it, it's going to hurt. And <laughs> and you don't want it to hurt. And, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've been there is all I'm saying. And I go there. And I'd like to go there less. So here we are talking about honesty and the power of our words. So what's the number one thing that you can do to increase, strengthen, fortify, the power of your word. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's to be honest. It's to make sure that your word is good, that you are as good as your word. And that's why the title of this episode is how good is your word? Because that's the question I'm, I'm going to ask you or that I'm going to ask you to ask yourself is how good is your word? Are you as good as your word? If you say you're going to do something, are you going to do it? If you say you're going to do something by a certain time, does it get done by that time? If you say you're going to be somewhere, are you there? If you say you're going to go somewhere, do you go? If you say you're going to be a certain way, do you do that? Do you keep your New Year's resolutions? Do you keep your promises? Do you keep your vows? And... This is not to say that um that if you've ever done any of these things if you or if that if you've ever broken a promise or if you've ever told a lie said something you knew not to be true um or or you know said you'd do something and dropped the ball this is not to say that you're bad and you should feel bad I mean I believe that none of us is perfect, which is just a modern liberal way of saying we're all sinners. And all that I am saying is that every time that you use your word 
to say things that you know not to be true and have no intention of making true, you are tearing little holes in the fabric of reality, in the fabric of the universe. Um, you're, you're making it harder for the universe to take you seriously, to believe what you say, right? Because, so, when you're, so Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this in his book, The Four Agreements, right? The first agreement is to be impeccable with your word, be impeccable with your word. And he breaks this down with this means, you know, he, he actually, um, actually, I'll read you a quote here. Now, let us see what the word impeccability means. Impeccability means without sin. Impeccable comes from the Latin peccatus, which means sin. The im in impeccable means without, so impeccable means without sin. Religions talk about sin and sinners, but let's understand what it really means to sin. A sin is anything that you do which goes against yourself. Anything you f everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being without sin is exactly the opposite. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. He then goes on later to say, Being impeccable with your word is the correct use of your energy. It means to use your energy in the direction of truth and love for yourself. But making this agreement is difficult because we have learned to do precisely the opposite. We have learned to lie as a habit of communication with others, and more importantly with ourselves. We are not impeccable with the word. So what he's talking about, of course, I mean, there are many things that he's talking about, but in in polite society, we're taught, you know, there are, there are many questions that you're supposed to ask and you're not really supposed to answer truthfully if the true answer is not, you know, within a particular um, range of possibilities, you know, Um when someone says, how are you? There are a few acceptable answers and a lot of unacceptable answers, you know? And and we feel that and we're taught that from very early on. And if we want to be able to actually talk with people about how we actually are doing, we have to retrain ourselves to reprocess that question as an actual question. How are you? Rather than just a recitation a, you know, a, a, a social soliloquy. And so my, my point here is that so many of us, if not all of us, have been trained from a very, very, very young age to use our word unimpeccably a lot. <laughs> not always in big ways, but you know, we're not supposed to, we're just supposed to go along with things, you know, we're not supposed to speak up and enforce boundaries, we're not supposed to tell people how we're really feeling, you know, we're not supposed to tell people what we really think of things, we're not supposed to say all these things, you know, that would reveal the truth of who we really are and what we're really experiencing, and so we learn that our words don't necessarily match our reality. And that is the important thing here that really screws it all up, isn't it? Because when we no longer associate our word with the truth, 
then we weaken or lose our ability to speak things into existence. So, the when, when you're impeccable with your word in all areas, mundane as well as magical, the universe comes to respect your word as truth. When you mean what you say, and you say what you mean, and you do what you say you're going to do, and you are what you say you are, the universe comes to understand that you're serious about what you say, and it, it begins to believe your word and, and to work with you in that way. In the same way, if you're the sort of person who says, oh, I'm on my way when you're still looking for your other shoe, or hey, we should hang out sometime, when what you really mean is, I don't have any intentions of ever actively reaching out to you, ever. The universe learns not to take you seriously. The universe knows you're not on your way. The universe knows your real intentions around hanging out sometime. So why should the universe take you seriously when you say, I am protected, or I have zero debt, or I have the perfect partner for me? It has no reason. It's like the boy who cried wolf. If Yeah, you know what that is. Um... So the fastest and most surefire way to level up your magical practice overall, not just manifestation magic, all all aspects of your magical practice is to work on improving the impeccability of your word. And again, I say this as someone who does still occasionally say things I don't quite mean, and I don't always do everything I say I will. And and I'm not perfect, but I know <laughs> I have noticed that everything goes better for me and for the people around me when I am impeccable with my word, when I am really good about speaking my boundaries and speaking my desires and speaking my wants and my needs and being very conscious not to speak ill of others or not to speak ill of myself or not to speak negatively about my goals or my progress or my manifestation, you know. When I choose my words carefully and with positive intention and with love and I am like really honest to God doing my best to be impeccable with my word, things go better for me. Everything goes better for me. And why wouldn't it? Because so much of it, as I've just said, has to do with follow through, right? It has to do with doing what I say I'm going to do. So, for example, like if I say I'm going to... <laughs> I did not write down any examples and I'm so bad at coming up with examples on the spot. Okay, so if I say I'm going to bring apple pie to the party and then I'm running late and I don't and I just grab a bottle of wine from home because I don't have time to make or buy an apple pie, um, then, you know, I could have, it's possible that I created some amount of chaos um, for, you know, whatever party I'm attending because things were set up. You know, I I used the power of my word to direct the actions of others and the expectations of others in a certain direction. And then my actions did not align with the power of my word. And so it created a reality that was different from what I had used the power of my word to get other people to expect, right? And that can be, I mean, you can use this for comedic effect. You can use this for, like, on purpose to make people sad. Um, or, you know, if you just do it out of carelessness, it's also a good way to lose friends. Um, and similarly, if I, so, you know, that's a very mundane example, right? I will do this, and then you don't quite do that. 
um, what happens? Not good, right? Your life is not as good when you don't do what you say you're going to do. So magically, what happens if, say, for example, I start saying um, I'm starting a new job making X number of dollars a month, right? Well, it's a manifestation, right? It's a, it's an incantation because I I don't I have not been hired for such a job. I have not found such a job, but I'm speaking it into existence that I'm starting a new job for X number of dollars a month and and this is the the future reality that I'm speaking into existence. And and maybe just like with the apple pie, the power of my word has directed the universe to prepare itself in some way to, you know, expect me, you know, to, 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 to create little places where I can fit opportunities for me to actually find such a job that could pay me X number of dollars a month, you know, perhaps the universe has actually gone out of its way to, to arrange itself for me. But if I am, you know, sitting here saying that I'm, that I'm doing this thing, but not actually engaging with the material world at all to go find it like I'm not talking to anyone who might have a job I'm not you know submitting any applications or sending out any resumes or networking like how the universe could prepare all these opportunities for me but if I'm not going to go out and and look for them I'm not actually taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there for me and and you can also you know it's it's open for debate whether those opportunities exist all by themselves or whether they might be influenced by the power of magic the power of our word but either way if you don't go out and network and tell people what you're looking for you're not going to find it especially in the case of of a job Jobs are things that you find specifically by going out and telling people what you're looking for and what you're offering. And and so magically, when the universe, you know, re- rearranges itself for you, but then you don't meet it halfway, just like any of your friends would, it's going to stop putting in the energy. It's going to stop putting in the effort. You know, why should why should the universe keep inviting you to its potluck when you're not going to bring any pie or <laughs> what, you know, you never bring what you say you're going to bring. Why should they keep inviting you? If you say you're going to do this thing, if you say you're manifesting this thing, but you're not actually making, you're not actually taking the actions required to invite it into your life in the physical, in the practical realm then the universe is going to stop taking you seriously. It, it's it's not going to bother to get up and out of bed to meet you halfway if it knows that you're not going to be there at the halfway point, you know? And so, so one of the things also, this is an interesting, and this is a greater like philosophical, spiritual thing, um, a little bit less of a practical thing, but it's something that that feels very compelling to me. And so I want to share about it. And that's the idea that the magical fabric of the universe has been damaged. Um, which I, I think sh- should be obvious to anyone who, who senses energy that 
the magical fabric of the universe is not in peak condition. Um, that's not the <laughs> that's not the controversial philosophical bit. So the I guess the philosoph well I don't know if it's controversial, but I guess the philosophical bit is that, and I think about this through the lens of Norse mythology, just because that's what feels like home to me. Like when when I hear those stories, that they make sense to me. They sound I can clearly see those stories layered over the reality that I know and experience and live every day, and it it makes sense to me. There are so many parallels and. And perhaps there, I'm I'm certain that there are parallels in other uh, mythological universes, but this is this is the one that's closest to me, and so this is the one that I'm sharing about. And one of the things that you hear, I want to talk about Ragnarok for a moment, okay? Which is which is the end of the world in Norse mythology, um, the twilight of the gods, the fate of the gods, and and one of the things that you hear about in Norse mythology, um, you hear this being discussed and debated among the sorts of people who <laughs> discuss and debate Norse mythology um, is the idea that Ragnarok was brought about at least in part by oath-breaking, by the gods making oaths and breaking them. And and there's a sense that an oath... Um, and, and, and this is... What I'm saying here is, is based in lore... Um, and is influenced by the writing of more modern authors as well as my own experience and is um, definitely like traverses into the territory of totally unsubstantiated personal gnosis. Um, but so there's the idea that, that the making of an oath, right, is the casting of a spell with our words, right? It's, it is, the making of an oath is, or a vow or a promise, is the speaking of a bond into existence, right? The speaking of a contract into existence. So you are literally speaking something into existence, speaking certain terms into existence when you make an oath. And when those oaths are broken, when a promise is broken, that bond is destroyed. And and in, in Norse mythology, specifically, one of the oaths that's said to have been broken and said to have helped to bring about Ragnarok is the oath, the blood oath of brotherhood between Odin and Loki. And the breaking of that oath, you know, it's not just some words that are broken. It's it's an actual bond of of blood brotherhood that's broken and that's i think things like that i think things like bonds of blood brotherhood bonds of you know real family blood family chosen family bonds of love marriage vows these things are magical knots in the web of the universe the web of weird and when these promises are broken when we veer from our truth from our destiny from from what we know to be right from what we know to be true when we veer from what we know to be true and what we know to be right we are breaking these knots we are creating tears holes shreds rips in the threads in the fibers in the in the veil in in the very fabric of the universe in the web of weird 
and and I see this is we're we're straying off topic, but I think it's important, and it's my podcast, so whatever. Um, <laughs> and so I see it. I see much of my work with the runes as being the work of finding those holes, those tears, those breakages in the fabric of reality, in the fabric of the universe, in the web of weird, and repairing them by magically, energetically, you know, restoring order to certain sections of the web. And when I say that, again, it I think I've talked about this on my podcast before. Like when I talk about these sorts of like real feeling, very important feeling, very significantly, very significant feeling experiences, magical or spiritual experiences that feel very significant. I also simultaneously pretty much always feel when sharing them publicly this like anxiety around appearing like I'm making stuff up for attention and I'm saying this because I wonder if some of you also have had like really intense and significant feeling magical or spiritual experiences that you are also hesitant to share because they feel so real and so special that you felt that you feel like if you were to share them publicly, it would seem like an attention grab. Um, because I would really love to hear those stories. And part of the reason that I've made this podcast is to force myself to share those stories in a public forum in a place where, um, I don't know, I guess like if you're going to judge me as attention seeking, you can do that. And that's your prerogative. And thanks for listening anyway. Hi, I'm a human. Hello. (laughs) I'm a human talking into a microphone and I don't really have any idea what a microphone is or how it works. So coming back to topic, you know what happens when when you, largely unaware of your power and potential, go against your word and break your promises, right? Like you felt the social repercussions. So can you imagine how it might tear the very fabric of reality in a much bigger way when gods who are fully aware of their own power and potential go against their word and break the solemn oaths that they've made. Uh, I can see that being an end of the world type thing. I also think it's worth noting that it's, it's, it's worth diving into these myths and understanding like why these oaths were broken because they were typically for very good reasons although that's not i don't know if that makes it okay or not like i i don't know morality is really confusing and i don't have all the answers um but i'd love to talk about it with you (laughs) um so so it's my my understanding is this well one facet of my very limited and very many faceted while still being very limited understanding of magic is this magic happens when our words our actions and the unseen forces of the universe are in sync and are harmoniously aligned so when our words and our actions and i'm including our energy and our actions too because 
Controlling our energy is an action. Um, so when our words and our actions are not aligned with each other, how do the unseen forces of the universe know what to align themselves with? That is what I will ask you. It's like, can you imagine you're in a conversation with another person and you're trying to pick up social cues to find out if the other person's joking because they're saying something that just is like really ridiculous. Like either they're joking or they're dumb or they're just like really, really ambitious, right? And, but like they're, they have a totally straight face and you can't tell. Do they just have a really dry sense of humor? Um, are they just like actually way more stupid than you could have thought or are they just like way more ambitious than you ever would have expected and and you don't know and if if somebody's body language says i'm just kidding you know um then you know not to take them seriously and and i think that's what happens a lot actually with us and the universe right is that our words say, I want to do this great big thing. And then our actions say, haha, just kidding. Like me, I'm, I don't do great things. Like not me dreaming big, you know? And, and so the universe hears us talking about all these great things that we want to do and then sees us acting like powerless creatures and says, oh, they must have been joking. I guess I won't bother to save them a spot on the wall of fame, you know, or, you know, whatever it is for you. So I want you to think back for a second to this idea of the world literally coming to an end, either an end end or like a pre-rebirth end. It's, it's differs depending on which versions of the story you read, right? So I want you to think about this idea of the world coming to an end because of people not telling the truth or people not doing what they said they were going to do, you know, people breaking oaths and promises and vows and things. I want you to think about that concept and then I want you to think about the world right now just for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. So I want to move forward because I think it should be clear from here that it's really important magically and really beneficial in the mundane, which if you don't believe me, Get yourself a copy of the Four Agreements. It's like literally five dollars, five or six dollars. Um, the link is in the show notes. Get yourself a copy, read it. Um, I would read you the whole book on this podcast, but that would be copyright infringement, and that's not cool. So instead, I'm going to tell you to buy it and read it. Um, I actually just bought the Kindle version today because I couldn't find any of my hard copies, even though I have multiple hard copies and I needed to be able to um, quote it for this episode. So uh, the Kindle version is also $5. Yeah, I recommend 100%. 10 of 10 would recommend. I've probably read this book like four times and I would read it uh, at least. I, I will read it many more times, <laughs> many more than four more times. Um. Yeah. So, okay. So moving forward, assuming that you are impeccable with your word, which by the way, like 
I'm not actually assuming that you are. You're 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 probably not. Um, and I'm not. And like, we might get really good at this, but we're still probably never going to be perfect at this. And that's that's okay. You know, it's it is what it is, and it's okay. We're human. I get it. It's cool. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I promise. So, but, you know, hypothetically, assuming that you are impeccable with your word. Yeah. What you write down happens. What you say out loud becomes true. But this isn't, this isn't automatic. This isn't a one-way street. This isn't like, okay, because I told the truth in every other scenario and I only said true things, then, um, I can say anything and it's going to become true. That's not how it works. And that that is what it sounds like. You know, if you were going to run an ad campaign for speaking things into existence, um, which social media kind of has already, and I feel like that's what it sounds like. That's how it goes, right? It's like you you speak it and it's there. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. I don't know if that's the order, but you know what I mean. Um and 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 so so but part of part of this whole process of being impeccable with your word and and speaking only the truth is that it requires a certain amount of consideration before you say anything you know it it demands to be impeccable with your word demands of you that you put thought into choosing your words, that you choose your words consciously, that you choose your language consciously, that you choose your words with intention. And what that does, <laughs> if you actually do it, is it causes you to not say a lot of things that you would have said. And what it's done for me in the context specifically of manifestation is it has caused me to reconsider which like how I choose to manifest something with what words I choose to manifest something right because if I think that uh, phrasing something a certain way makes it you know like uh, giving myself a certain deadline for a certain project or whatever saying like I'll, I'll do xyz by this such and such date if I think that I'm aiming too high um, because I, I really believe that I can do anything. I really believe that I can do anything that I set my mind to. But setting my mind to it is the hard part. It's it's a really hard part, especially with the weird brain, neurodivergent brain. You know, it, it, setting my mind to things is hard. Um, and I'm, well, I don't know if I'm at peace with that or not, but it is what it is. So while I recognize and believe that I can do anything that I set my mind to, I know that setting my mind to something and doing it, getting it done, demands a lot of me. And depending on the goal and the timeline that I give myself, it can be the sort of thing where it's like I'm eating, breathing, and sleeping that thing and like everything else in my life is going to suffer for it or needs to be set aside for it or whatever and I'm not always willing to pay that price and I don't want to feel like I failed to manifest my intention because I chose to take care of myself or I chose to live a more balanced life 
And I, that's what's ha- I, I say this as somebody who has felt that way, who has, you know, created situations that led myself to feel that way. You know, I give myself really tight deadlines for really big projects that I know I can do, but then it it costs me like all of my energy and my whole self for a certain period of time. And I burn out inevitably through this process. I always burn out. And um, it's it's not healthy. I don't recommend it. But this is, I'm, I'm just trying to like be real with you and like tell you the truth about my experiences here. Um, I burn out a lot. You know, I, I, I spread myself thin and burn out a lot. It's been a repeating cycle for me. It's a cycle that I've only become really like fully aware of over the last like two one to two years and and it's something where like I'm going through the phase right now of like I'm still going through that loop but I'm as I'm becoming more aware of it I'm noticing like okay what goes into this like how does this get built up what goes into causing the series of events like what's the series of events that causes this burnout to happen and how can I like I'm really trying to like soak up information so that it doesn't happen or 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 if I can't totally prevent it from happening like how do I recover from burnout faster how do I make it not as bad you know how do I just trying to live more balanced and that's why we're here you know, <laughs> magic is one of the ways that I work on creating, that I help to create balance in my life. Okay, so let's see. Yes, so so part of the reason that when you're impeccable with your word, what you write down happens and what you speak into existence comes into existence is because you choose to only speak and write things that you really believe and I have so for an example I have here I brought my journal um, which is actually it's actually a folio and I've thought about doing an episode just about this journal system because I love it but I've been burnt out lately and not using it well not burnt out I've been wintering I've been hibernating and not using it um I did burn out a while ago and then I've been hibernating um but my hibernation has not been as deep this bad at this reason this time. I don't know if you've noticed, but I like have been on social media. Sometimes I'll be gone for like three days, but then I come back and I check in. And like that's really good for me. In the past, I've had times where I like didn't check in on social media for like two, three months. And that is not where I want to go. I don't want to go down that kind of self-isolation. Oh yeah. So so I have this little folio. Um I use May Designs notebooks and their folio and it's really pretty and I love it and it makes me happy and it's it's like a folio that holds up to four of their little notebooks so I have four in there and then my last one is one they have a little design that says manifest that shit so that's the one I have and this is literally the whole notebook is just a bullet list it's not just the whole notebook is a bullet list of um manifestations um and and it's like a a checklist just like a in a bullet journal your your bullet list is like your tasks for the day and there's certain ways of um altering the bullets to like mark that you've done the thing or not um 
my my whole manifestation notebook or journal or whatever it's like a bullet list of of to do like a think of it like a to-do list but it's for manifestations so it's not necessarily things that i can just like wake up and do um it's ways that i want my life to be and that i do take action on the reg towards um but i'm also you know it's also important to get the memo out to the universe so that it can meet me halfway right I, I got to meet it halfway, but it's got to meet me halfway. And then what I do is whenever I, I think of new things that I need to write down in here, sometimes I'm in a hurry and I'll just write down the things, but usually I'll take my time and I will, I might write down a few things at the end first, or I'll, I'll start from the very beginning and I'll read through it. And it's probably, I don't know, it's probably like 10 pages filled right now. Um, there's plenty of room for more manifestations. Maybe it's like 12 pages. Who knows? Um, but I will go through and read it and check off any of the bulleted items that have come to pass. So, like, for example, the first, which this is so funny, actually, because the first bullet in my manifestation notebook is I have located the complete pair of my yellow Moroccan shoes, which I was like only able to find one shoe for the longest time. And I have it checked off because I, I've done a bunch of cleaning and kanmariing and I found it. Um, I located them and I wore them a couple times and <laughs> I currently only know where one of them are. But that's a very recent development. So I've backtracked a little bit on the cleaning and organization thing. But I've, I've I'm definitely, it, there's definitely been a lot of forward progress. I will say it's like a, a three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing each time. So there's definitely been positive progress from last year um but it's definitely you know it ebbs and flows um and then yeah so i have some things that are checked off that i could stand to write down again because i've you know i've fallen off of it or it's come it came true and then it came untrue um but i have some you know a lot of things in here that that have come true and a lot of things that are still coming true and that's so in, in my manifestation notebook, I try not to set too many deadlines because um, I have set a couple deadlines and, you know, I just got overly ambitious and added too many things. I wasn't impeccable with my word. I signed myself up for more than I could handle. I bit off more than I could chew. And, um, you know, I missed the deadline. And I don't want myself to feel like I can't manifest that thing anymore because, like, I made up the deadline. You know, the the world didn't set the deadline. It wasn't like I wanted to win a Grammy in 2021, you know. Um, do I have win a Grammy in here? I better have win a Grammy in here. I don't know. I don't have time to look at that right now. Um, or I choose not to take the time to look at that right now. Um. Yeah, so like some things that I have that aren't checked off yet are <laughs> I wake up well rested before my alarm every day. Um, everything I own sparks joy. And I would say both of those were getting closer and closer. Like I have made so much positive progress on both of those um, since I wrote that, even though I can't fully say that either of those statements are like fully aligned with reality right now. Um so, so the cool thing about this is that every time I go through the notebook, I'm reading my intentions that I set. I'm reading the the manifestations that I 
wrote out for myself, you know, and I have written at the top of this journal also, I wrote, what I write down becomes my reality, thoughts become things. And then <laughs> one day I checked those off because I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. What I write down does become my reality. Manifested that. Check. Thoughts become things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Thoughts do become things. Check. Um, and sometimes sometimes I found, this is really interesting, that when I'm reading through something, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I don't think this is what I meant when I wrote this. But, like, what this actually says did act is actually true like i have one here um that says i can do hard things and i didn't check that off right when i wrote it lord knows why lord knows why i even felt the need to write it but apparently i did i felt the need to manifest the ability to do hard things well the next time i was going through my manifestation notebook to add new things and check things off that had manifested i saw that line that bullet i can do hard things and i was like hell yeah i can do hard things I can check that one off. And it wasn't like I had suddenly gained the ability to do hard things. You know, it was just a perspective shift. And there are a couple things in here that are, um, you know, that have been perspective shifts. This one is self-care is fun and easy. That's a perspective shift. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking at these. Oh, I just got to check this one off. My bedroom, bathroom, and closet make me feel at peace. And it's, it, this is an interesting one because when I wrote that, I know that I was picturing like a totally pristine set of rooms where like everything was totally organized and beautiful and put away all the time. And like we're not at that, but we've been close enough to that a number of times that, that like we're not that far from that. You know, like it's, it got to that point of being pretty much fucking perfect and then it's devolved a little bit with, you know, the help of entropy, you know, just time passing, um, me living in it. Um, but it's it stayed close enough to the way that it was organized that like when I'm in that space, I still feel at peace because it, I understand it. And before, when I looked at my clutter, a lot of times it was just like, like the thought process was like this. It was like, I need to put that away. I don't even know what that is. I need to put that in this other room. And that other room is full of so much stuff. I literally can't even think about that room. Since I can't think about that room, I can't think about the thing that needs to go in that room. Therefore, I can't think about this pile at all because the biggest thing in this pile needs to go in a room that I can't think about. And that was like the overwhelm <laughs> of it all. And um, I can now happily say that like there may be things in my room right now that don't that aren't where they go, but they all actually have places where they go. And I'm sitting in my office right now and that is not the case in my office. I will tell you, my office does not make me feel at peace. Um, my office is the room that I couldn't think about when I was giving you that previous inner monologue. Um, and uh, I'm forcing myself to work in it because I think that if I work in it more, I'm more likely to, well, I'm more frequently reminded of how much work it needs, um, which is really important to me to do that work whenever I can 
I was going to say find the time, but make the time is what it is, right? Um, choosing those words carefully, right? <sighs> okay, I think it's time to get back to the outline. I could, I could go on tangents all night, but that's why I have an outline is so that I don't do that. Okay, so let's see. What you write down happens. Um, oh, yes. So my manifestation notebook. Oh, yeah. Post-its. This is another fun thing that I like to do. So um, I got this from my friend Mickey, your moon mom on Instagram. Um, she's the founder of the Moon Babes, which is the organization that Oil Coven exists within. It's like our sister team. And Mickey is just really, really cool. I was actually just interviewed on her podcast, From Anxious to Able. So if you have not gone and checked that out yet, I would recommend checking that out. Um, it's a good it's a good conversation. Like I listened to it back and I was like, I want to take notes on some of the things that we talked about. Um, so, yes, I got this from my friend Mickey. She would use Post-Its and she has a receipt spike. So I, I, I do this now, too. Um, and I got one for my bedroom as well. Um, and then I have one up here in my office. So I have a receipt spike like you have at a restaurant or whatever to put your old receipts or your old tickets on um, and then post-its. And so on each of my post-its, I'll write like a to-do list item. Um, and sometimes I'll use like different colors for different projects or different levels of urgency or whatever. But um, that doesn't really matter. That's up to you. But so I'll put one to-do item on a post-it. And then I'll stick the post-its up all around my workspace. My workspace is currently covered in post-its. I'm like looking at all these post-its as I'm saying this. And then when I complete that item, um, when I complete the thing on the post-it, I will stick the post-it on the receipt spike. And it's very rewarding. It's very satisfying. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a very like it's just a really satisfying experience um, to like spear a post-it on a receipt spike. It gives you a real sense of accomplishment. Like there's a real engagement with the feeling of accomplishment. And I feel like we don't usually, I don't usually certainly um, take time to celebrate my victories even and, and like e literally even spearing a post-it is more time and energy than I usually put into celebrating my day-to-day -day victories. So this has been a positive change for me. And the fun thing is, so since I just think of them as to-dos, right, very simple things to just get done. And I know if I make a post-it of it, like it's going to happen. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow, but it's going to happen because I have to spear the post-it eventually. I can't throw the post-it away, right? I have to spear the post-it <laughs> on the receipt spike. I can throw the post-its away after they've been speared, but I have to spear them first and I can only spear them once they're done. So if I put it on a post-it, it's going to happen. And once I realized how much I took at face value, the fact that whatever I wrote on a post-it was going to happen, I realized that I could use this as a manifestation tool. And so they're still mostly to-do list items. Like I have um, to to organize the owlery, which is part of my office up here. It's like the part that's devoted to packing and shipping happy mail. And then I have pack and ship gifts up here. <laughs> and then I have thank you notes up here. So, you know, those are all things up here that I need to do. I have, um, there's one that says 10 questions for exploring your relationship with death, which is that blog post about um, 
death journal prompts that I was supposed to write, that I'm still supposed to write, that I'm still going to write. So that's what I mean. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen in the same month that it was supposed to happen or that I originally wanted it to happen. But it's going to happen if it's on a post-it. I'm not taking that post-it down. So then I also have here two post-its that are a little more magical. For example, I have one that I, I, I think I wrote this during the chaos of my last episode recording and I don't really remember what brought this on but it says don't die and I I feel like I need to keep that post-it because it feels like a very important reminder uh, I have no intention of dying anytime soon um but it it seemed like a good idea to not die so I thought I would keep that post-it around um and then I also have a post-it that says collect first music royalty payment so um I like I said I'm a singer songwriter and I have one single currently out that I've done almost no promotion on uh, which is something that I'm going to be working on this coming year and that I that I am working on this coming year as you noticed I'm talking about my music right now I'm promoting myself as a singer songwriter right now my single is called October you can listen to it wherever you listen to music except SoundCloud but you can listen to it on Spotify or YouTube or iTunes if that's still a thing, or Apple Music, or wherever. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so when that is streamed, um, or used in Instagram stories, or TikToks, or used in someone's YouTube video, and somebody watches the YouTube video, when when that song is streamed online somewhere, um, I make very tiny amounts of money, and uh. I with however many streams it's had since October of 2019, I I think I looked at it the other day and I've earned like seven dollars in royalties, which is hey, you know, less than it cost to sign up for the CD Baby distribution service to put the song on Spotify, but it's more than zero dollars. Um, but you don't get paid out until you hit your like payout threshold. And I've set my payout threshold to $10. So I have not yet collected my first ever music royalty payment. And the reason that this is, this is kind of like a combination to do list item and manifestation item, right? Because like on the one hand, like it, it's going to happen, right? At some point, like if you wait long enough, it's going to happen. But the only way it's going to happen is if people listen to my music. And I can hit that goal a lot sooner if I'm actually taking certain actions, if I'm actually doing something about it, you know, rather than just waiting for it. So that's why I made it a post-it instead of just a thing in the back of my head is like, that's something I want to be thinking about. It's something that I want to keep as like a and I mean, I don't care about $10, right? Like, what is <laughs> finally earning a $10 check for my songwriting, singer-songwriting gonna, like, do for me financially? Like, $10 worth, which is not much. But, like, what's it gonna do for me mentally, emotionally? Like, I feel like when you first get paid for something, you know, it's like, okay, now it's official. Like, now I'm really doing this. Like somebody externally has validated the value of what I'm doing here. And obviously, I, well, maybe it's not obvious. I've been paid to do music, to perform music before, but I've never been paid for people 
listening to my music on Spotify or iTunes or YouTube or whatever before. And that's really exciting to me that I, cause so that would be, I guess, really like my first foray as a professional recording artist, I guess is what you would say. I've been paid as a singer songwriter, but I've never been paid as a recording artist. So that's very exciting. And I'm very excited to be able to spear that post-it um, sometime this year, which I'm sure it can't be too long. Like if my if my single that I didn't market at all has somehow already earned $7 in two years, I know that the six singles and an album that I'm releasing in 2022 um, will help me get the rest of the way to $10 before the end of 2022. I know that for sure. Um, so that's, again, that's like when I'm picking these goals, right? Like part of what being impeccable with my word means, part of what making what I write down happen is that like I only write down things that I actually believe can happen, will happen, um, or certainly could happen, you know? And it's possible that I could change my mind later about certain things. You know, there I'm sure there are things in my manifestation notebook that years down the line I won't care about and I'll have done something like different but cooler and it'll be like, okay, well that's that's close enough to what I meant, or it'll be like, that is I don't even want that anymore, you know? And that's that's okay. Cause if you don't want it anymore, it's done its job, you know? It's not like you failed to manifest it. It's like you didn't set your mind to it because you you ended up not wanting it. And that's okay. It's okay to change your mind. So, um, manifestation notebook, post-its. You can use regular to-do lists this way if they're um, easy to keep track of for you. The post-its are just like really irritating to me in my field of vision when I'm at my desk. They're not aesthetic. I don't like the way they look. And so that motivates me <laughs> to do the things that are written on them so that I can spear them and get rid of them, take them off my wall. Like I want to have less post-its on my wall. Um, I don't know. It's it works for me. It's working for me. Um, as long as I spend time in my office looking at my post-its, which uh, while I was on break from the podcast, I confess I did not spend much time in my office looking at my post-its. So maybe that explains some things. Let me know. Um, calendars. Oh, yeah. Calendars. For me, like if I put something on my calendar, as far as I'm concerned, it's happening and I'm going. Um, and and that to me is, I mean, it's a way of respecting other people in their time. It's a way of setting boundaries around my own time and respecting my own time. Um, and it's, it's a way of writing something down and making it happen. Right. Um, I use Google calendar <laughs> in case that wasn't, um, the assumption, but, or, and I should say not, but, um, yeah. And then I, I, because I use the Google calendar, because I look at the calendar before I agree to be somewhere at a certain time, um, you know, I don't double book myself <laughs> anymore. And I generally like 
keep on top of, you know, where I'm supposed to be when. And I can also see, like, if things are getting a little crowded and know, like, I don't know if I really want to, like, commit more of my energy that weekend. You know, I kind of need a rest day. And so having a calendar and and writing in events or or it doesn't even have to be like an event, you know, it could be like an activity or, you know, something that's on one of these post-its, you know, I could, I could block in some time for writing a blog post or recording a podcast, um, in my calendar. And sometimes I do that actually. Um, and I should probably do that more. My word of the year for 2021, for those of you who didn't know, was plan. And I do, want to pick a new word for 2022, but I also want to be very clear that like I've learned a lot with plan and I've not mastered plan and I'm going to be continuing to work with plan um, because that is a powerful word and uh, we have more work to do together. Yes. So that's that. Um, And then so writing things down, telling other people also helps to create additional accountability. So there are ways that you can write things down that's also telling other people, you know, you can text someone or you can um, start like a, a group chat, like a support group, group chat for, you know, multiple people who have similar goals or whatever and need support on a similar thing. Or you can make a post on social media about like, this is what I'm doing. This is my goal. Um, and then similar similar stuff when you say things out loud so what you write down happens versus like speaking something into existence with your voice um again like what you say out loud becoming true isn't automatic it starts with really carefully considering what you say out loud and with making sure that to the best of your ability you are speaking only the truth at all times so that the universe takes your word seriously, takes your word at face value so that you take your word at face value. It doesn't even have to be the universe. Like we know when we're full of shit, you know? And, and one of the things about the deadlines I I came across, it was a meme, but it was so on point and a, a while ago that it keeps playing in my head. It keeps like flashing in my brain. And it was this, um, it was like I only operate well under a deadline and it doesn't work to just set deadlines for myself because I know the guy who set them and he's full of shit and (laughs) every time I read that or think about that I just I see myself so clearly in it it's like well yeah I set a deadline but like I'm the person who made up the deadline it's not really a real deadline and come to think of it like that's exactly the problem right is that the idea is that because it wasn't someone else's deadline, it's therefore not a real deadline. Because it was my word and not someone else's word, it's negotiable. And while that's true, it's not beneficial to my own belief in the power of my own word or the universe's respect for the power of my own word for that matter. So again, we return to the idea that the most important part of any of this is being able to take what you say seriously. The universe and you being able to take what you say seriously, being able to know that when you say something, you mean it. And um, and it's not automatic. It takes hard work. And and so so affirmations are a really powerful tool um, if you believe them. 
And this is actually a really good way to practice believing what you say and saying what you mean and meaning what you say and all of those things. Um, and I think a lot of people go about affirmations in a, in a misguided way because it, it can be easy to think that what you're supposed to do is to just like start saying things that you want to be true even though you don't believe them. When I think what you really want to do, what's been most helpful for me is to start saying things that you know to be technically true that are more favorable to your desired outcome than maybe your default way of saying something is. So I think I've probably done that like five times in this episode, not as like an affirmation necessarily, but just as like a way of phrasing things. Like I think I almost said, I don't, I think I said, yeah, I said, I don't have time for that right now. And then I realized like, well, no, I'm in control of my life. I can pause the recording and I can take the time to go into that right now. But the truth is that I choose not to take the time for that right now. It's not that I don't have time for that right now. It's that I choose not to take the time for that right now. I choose to continue <laughs> recording this episode instead. And another um, another little phrase switch that I really like is the, the upgrade from I can't afford XYZ to I choose not to invest in or I choose not to invest my resources in XYZ, uh, which is the same exact thing as I don't have time for versus I choose not to take the time for, right? So there's the, it's, the, it's, it's the question of I can't afford another car right now or I can't afford new tires for my car right now versus I choose not to invest my resources in new tires for my car right now. And that's not to say that there's not like that there have never been people in an actual position where they literally couldn't afford tires right now. But also like usually let's let's just say you have five hundred dollars and you owe five hundred dollars in rent and you also need $500 tires. Well, obviously, you can only afford one of those things. But it's not that you can't afford the tires or that you can't afford rent. It's that you can only afford one and you have to make a choice about where you're going to put that money or how you're going to come up with more money, right? And so it's not that you can't, it's not that you have to choose one way or the other. It may seem like you have to choose one way or the other because it does kind of seem like a given that you would want to pay rent rather than get new tires, but it may be that you choose that you're actually going to live out of your car and that that's more economical for you because you don't actually have that much stuff and you kind of want to hit the road anyway and you're not really attached that attached to the place where you live or to your roommate or to any of the things in your apartment and you just kind of want to reduce your living expenses and you realize that you could do that a whole lot by paying $500 once for new tires rather than by continuing to pay $500 every month for rent. So, is it really that straightforward that you would definitely want to put it towards rent instead of tires that you can't afford tires? No, it's not really that straightforward. Um, wow, I sure can talk for a while, can't I? Okay, so, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> affirmations, choosing your words intentionally. Yeah, and and yeah, so as you, as you choose your words intentionally, you become more aware especially as you change from like I can't to I choose not to or like if then to I don't know you know cha changing things around making sure that they're actually true and that they're not just excuses you know 
um or like ways to ways to absolve yourself of responsibility um artificially usually so okay (laughs) it's notes reading time the next thing in my notes is top of mind awareness and this is a big part of all of these things um because it helps sure it helps to write something down once um writing something down and never looking at it again and never writing it down a second time is better than never writing it down and never looking at it and never hearing it. Um, you know, once is better than no times. But it's even better if you can write it down, well, multiple times, say it multiple times, and put it written down somewhere where you will see it often or have it spoken somewhere where you will hear it often. So actually one example of the hearing one is that I actually have Kellyanna's song I Walk With The Goddess as my morning alarm tone. Um, so when I wake up in the morning, well, some of my alarms go, right, because I'm a deep sleeper. But then some of my alarms go, I walk with the goddess, the goddess, she walks with me. I walk with the goddess, the goddess, she walks with me. And that just like sets me up for a good day, you know, to really like, start each day with the idea with the feeling with the awareness that i walk with the goddess and that i am not alone and that spirit is with me that's a beautiful thing that's a great way to start the day and it is technically an affirmation in a sense you know um it's like i'm affirming to myself i walk with the goddess the goddess walks with me i'm not alone So the point is that the more that you expose yourself to the words, either by creating them or by um, consuming them, the more that you expose yourself to the words of your intention, of your goal, of your manifestation, of your vision, the words that represent your vision, the more you think about them, the more likely you are to take action to notice opportunities or relevant information, and to make choices that accurately reflect your goals and intentions. So like if I'm, and there's so many ways that you can do this, people, um, so so you want to, therefore you want to leave yourself plenty of reminders of your goals and intentions where you'll notice them often. So like I said, like putting things up on post-its or um, another favorite in this house is having, writing affirmations on the mirror or not just affirmations, but like if there's my husband actually just wrote, I hope he's okay with me sharing this. I think he will be. He wrote the words. Um, it's something like, what value can I provide? Or like, what can I offer the world? Like, what value can I offer the world? He wrote it on a $1 bill and taped it to our full-length mirror in the bedroom. And so he's like faced with that question every day of like, what can I, what of value can I bring and offer to the world? Like, what value can I provide? And that's something that he's thinking deeply about lately. And I know that he's thinking deeply about it lately because it's on the mirror and he sees it every single day. Um, And he's a deep thinker also. I married a deep thinker. I like him. Um, And I put affirmations on the mirror too. Um, Vision boards. I have a couple. Well, I have one vision board in my bedroom. No, I have two vision boards up in my bedroom right now. I've taken down my older ones. 
Um, although I actually have put them up, at least one of them, in my office here. I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> there's a, a, a sentence on it I took out of some ad, probably from like a family circle or something, that says, um, imagine your home totally organized. And uh, yeah, it's difficult to imagine, actually. But I'd like to see it. So you can also use like visual goal trackers or progress trackers, whether it's like a page in your notebook where you like fill out a little bubble or a part of a picture or whatever when you make progress towards your goal, or if it's like something you keep on your wall um, or whatever. Like this was actually something I did for Oil Coven last year was in October, I was trying to welcome a bunch of new members. And I had like a bunch of little light up um, pumpkins, like they were like little tea light sized pumpkins with LEDs. And I had like a bunch of unlit ones. And then every time um, a new person joined Oil Coven, I would light one of the pumpkins. And it was just really fun. And it it was really exciting for me. It was it was a really important reminder for me, you know, to come into my room every day and see all the pumpkins lit and unlit and be reminded of my goal to like get more of those pumpkins lit um and it was also really fun because you know sharing that on sharing the, the pumpkins as they were lit um on like instagram and my stories and stuff you know it got a lot of other people excited for me it got other people like cheering me on and like wanting to see me succeed it got other people enrolled and invested in my goal which accountability like i was saying before isn't is, an, is a really powerful element to um, when we speak our manifestations or write them in a, in a place where we have witnesses um, that creates accountability that we can take advantage of if we choose. Well, it, it's, it, it creates accountability whether we like it or not. And, and that's the thing is you can either do the thing that you said you were going to do and then you you know, you get kind of social credit, right? Of like, oh, this person said they were going to do this thing and then they actually did it. That's really cool. Um, I respect that person versus being the kind of person that is always talking about things that you're going to do, who I've definitely been this person, by the way, like always talking about all these cool ideas that I have and then like very rarely actually doing any of them. And I wonder, like, th there must be a great many people who think of me as somebody who's very unreliable because I spent so much of my young adulthood um, like <laughs> not really focusing on anything, um, dipping my toes in a lot of things, having a lot of ideas and not diving deep in anything. Um, and I, I have spent a lot of my more recent years really diving deep into a couple things, um, still kind of serially. Um, I'm still pretty ADD, but, you know, <laughs> we do what we can. We do what we can. And, you know, I've written two books. I've started a podcast. I've founded Oil Coven. I, I've released a single. I'm working on my app. Like, I'd like to think that, you know, I've done some of the things that I said I was going to do by now. Who knows? Um, and, you know, I, I, I do. I don't have perfect trust with myself. You know, I don't manifest everything that I speak, um, partially because I, I do have such a history of getting really excited about things and saying like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then like nothing ever comes of it because I lose focus or I've lost focus. 
And not to say that that's not a pattern that's not going to happen again, but it's it's becoming easier for me to notice up front um, whether something that I'm excited about is something that's just like fun to think about for a minute or something that I actually want to devote time and energy to long term. And I'm be- I'm getting a lot better at telling the difference and knowing what sort of things to actually commit to. So I I still play with a lot of ideas, but I think I've I've ma- well mastered is a big word. <laughs> I'm not ready to say that, but I've I've made a lot of progress with only committing to well with with committing to less with committing to fewer things and committing more fully and actually doing them. So that's really cool. That's something I'm really proud of. Um, oh, yes. So speaking of leaving yourself plenty of reminders of your goals and intentions where you'll notice them often, one of my favorite ways that people do this and that I have done this and that I plan to do this many more times is with tattoos. Um, so like my web of weird tattoo, you know, is a reminder of the magic that exists in every corner of the universe in every thread of the weft and the warp of the fabric of the universe everywhere all around us we're all connected everything's connected you can't tug at one thread without affecting the whole web um and you know the runes are all around us magic is all around like that's what the web of weird is here to remind me of um and i've been wanting to get um kind of tucked into the corner of it on my wrist the text facing me um no zero days as like a to really like force myself to reckon every single day with the idea that like I'm not gonna go to bed without having made at least one little iota of progress towards my goals like I can't honestly say that I have an intention if I'm not actively making progress towards that intention right if I'm not actively making choices that move me closer to manifesting that intention it's not an intention it's a wish you know, it's not a, it's not a, if I'm just like, oh, I would kind of like that to happen, but I'm not going to do anything about it. <sighs> yeah, it's a wish, not a manifestation. And I'm probably not going to get it also. Like it would be, if I do get it, it's not going to be my fault. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Okay, I'm going to speed through the rest of my notes here so that we can be done with this. It's already 90 minutes. Okay, so similarly to having like your own goals at the top of your mind, the more that other people think about you, the more likely that they are to draw a connection between you and something you're manifesting that they may be able to offer you. For example, a job, a relationship, 20 bucks, a ride to the airport, their old washing machine, etc. In other words, top of mind awareness applies to both keeping your goals and intentions at the top of your mind and to keeping yourself, your goals, and your intentions in the awareness of the people around you, of your community. So writing your goals down and speaking them out loud, especially with witnesses, um, but both privately and publicly, helps to keep those goals top of mind for you and for the others around you and helps keep you top of mind for the others around you. So you might be wondering, what about the whole to know, to will, to dare, to keep silent thing? Like, aren't we supposed to keep our intentions silent until they've manifested? Well, that depends. <laughs> and I actually typed out a whole bunch of notes on this very thing and then realized that it could literally, I could literally do an entire episode on the whole, like, to keep silent thing. 
So I I I broke it down and I just I cut myself off and I summarized it and and let's just say for now that sometimes telling people your goals can be bad if your own confidence in your goals is still shakable and other people's energy or words or whatever can can fuck with it, can fuck with your own intention, you know? But often often, very often, you will actually need other people's help to accomplish your goals. And you can't get that help from other people if they don't know that you need it. So I was already planning on making this the topic for the this episode. And then I started reading The Art of Asking, which I don't know how I've avoided reading for this long. Um, but I just want to throw this out there because if the thought of like, I don't know. If if anything that just came up in that last sentence or two speaks to you, um, get the art of asking. Oh, and also I'm listening to it as an audiobook because Amanda Palmer, who wrote it, is also the person who's reading it. And she put I, I didn't know this when I bought it. I was just like, audiobook feels more convenient for me right now, so that's what I'm gonna do. Um, and she's put like music in it, like she plays songs in it, and it's literally the coolest audiobook that I've ever listened to. And it's also just like really, really good as a book. Um, even if it didn't have music in it, I would still be here recommending it to you. I just think it's also like extra fun the way that she did it. So um, yeah, 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 top of mind awareness. Oh yeah, top of mind awareness also, this is actually something that I have a lot of experience with, um, with manifesting uh, because it comes up a lot in network marketing with Oil Coven because in network marketing, the whole method is to one, make lots of friends or grow your network. And two, make sure that your friends know that you sell whatever your product is so that in case any of them should decide that they want that product, they know to come to you over someone else. You know, like your job is not to annoy all your friends with like reasons they should buy your product. Your job is to use your product, love your product, share about your product just enough that everyone who knows about you knows that you sell it. And if they decide that they want it, they come to you instead of to Susie Q or Sally, you know, whoever. Um, actually, I know, I know a gal named Sally and she's really, really cool. And if you chose to go to her instead, that would be fine. But actually, I don't think she sells oils. So sorry, I guess you have to come to me instead. Too bad. Um, that's okay. You'll fit right in in Oil Coven. <laughs> we would love to have you. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to say that, um, oh, yeah, that it helps. Like it it helps in network marketing if you provide added value. Um, but literally just top of mind awareness can get you pretty far, even without added value, which seems like a really good time to mention that in Oil Coven, we do provide a ton of added value. Um, we have member exclusive Zoom classes, Moon Circles, and Potions Club. We have magical and mundane essential oil educational resources for personal wellness and all sorts of other um, other things to help you level up your life with plant magic. Um, you get access when you join Oil Coven, you get access to the back catalog of recorded past classes and Potions Club meetings that we've had, um, which right now is about a dozen two-ish hour classes. So that's like 24 hours of educational content on um, it's not just oils. It's it's all sorts of magical things. A lot of it is oils, but it is really all sorts of magical things. Um, and you get access to the members-only Discord where we chat about magic and share resources and exchange witchy memes, which is like one of my favorite parts. 
Uh, you get access to a whole family tree of Facebook groups with their own educational resources, classes, promos, and giveaways all available to you when you join Oil Coven. And if you join with 100 PV, you'll receive a special welcome gift from me. And all this is on top of the 24% discount that you'll receive with your living membership and like the access to all the products and sales and all the great stuff that you get by being a member with Young Living, no matter whose organization you in, you're in, all that oil coven stuff is on top of that. So it's just double, triple cool. Um, and it's a fun crowd <laughs> and we'd love to have you. But we're here to talk about manifestation. So that's actually all I'm going to share with you today um, because that's a lot already. We're already over an hour and a half. And I mostly wanted to talk about the power of our words today, um, which again, even just talking about the power of our words, that's not a closed topic. I actually didn't talk about Ansu's The Rune at all, which I had like a whole section of notes on. Um, and that was actually supposed to go in this episode. And that was after I cut it down because we're also going to talk about I, I'm not going to I'm not going to preview it, but we're going to go over so many other ways to like tips, trips, tricks, methods for manifestation, like just little things that knowing these things has really helped my manifestations be successful in the past um, or has like kickstarted them or added extra energy to them or whatever. Those are things that we're going to be talking about over um Definitely the next episode is going to be some of that. And then I don't know if we'll go on to more of that um, or if we'll skip around a little bit. I know I'm going to have more than two episodes on this sort of thing, but I don't know if I want to just do like a bunch in a row um, or if I want to save it as something that I can come back to at another time. Not me thinking that this episode was going to be way shorter than my other episodes. I should have known that like no matter how few topics I want to talk about, I can make it stretch to 90 minutes and then some. Um, it's almost like I can just talk infinitely about anything. And then as I see it hit an hour 20, an hour 30, my brain starts to kick in and be like, oh gosh, you got to talk faster. You got to you gotta wrap this up. You got to wrap this up. Okay, so um, resources to share. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's 4.30 in the morning on the day that this episode comes out. So... I don't have the resources like really well organized yet and I'm going to put them in the blog post and the blog post is not going to be published right now when this episode is published, but it is going to be published within like 24 to 48 hours of when the episode is published. Um, I'll have really good show notes for you. Um, I also need to go back and update the episode seven show notes, but that's something that I'm definitely going to do this coming weekend. So um, that's a that's a promise. In fact, let me make a post it. Let me make a post-it e7 and e8 blog posts and show notes this is the same way i ended up with the don't die post-it okay we're putting this one up here and that's my reminder in fact let's just put that right there it's a really irritating spot it's right on my computer um okay yes so resources, definitely look at the show notes sometime after like December 17th. <laughs> um, and then for your homework, your homework is to just start paying attention to your words and the way that you talk and just start noticing how often you say things that aren't true or how often you say things really casually without really caring whether they're true or not. Um 
I will say actually that like this practice of diving deep with my own relationship with the power of my word has made me I'm a little tiny bit sad about it it has made me a much less sarcastic person I have very sarcastic humor and I feel like this has actually made me a less funny person because it's made me a less sarcastic person because there are some things that I used to say I used to be so willing to say so many things sarcastically for humor and now I'm just like I don't want those words coming out of my mouth like I recognize my words as powerful and I'm just I'm a lot more careful now about what I say, which is not to say that I never am sarcastic. I totally am. But um, there are certain things that I'm just not sarcastic about anymore. And like, I don't know, there's just a lot of a a lot of moments where I like won't do it. So that's kind of what I would ask you to do is just it doesn't have to be sarcasm, but just examine your relationship with the words that you speak. Do you think about do you think before you speak usually? What happens if you start thinking before you speak? What happens, you can even, you know, start by thinking after you speak, you know, you, if that's easier. if Because it's a lot of times it's hard, it's really hard to just immediately start the habit of thinking before you speak. It's easier to start by noticing what you say after you say it. And you'll notice me correct myself a lot because I still find that much easier. Um you know, there are some things that I've kind of habitually changed how I say something, but then there's some things that I'll still say, like, I don't have time for that. And it's like, no, you do. You're just choosing not to spend it that way. And that's okay. So, um, yes, please do subscribe, rate, and review. If you haven't yet, I would love to hear what you think in reviews. Your reviews mean the world to me. They give me life. They fill me with the breath of life. Um, Alo, alo, alo. It's great. Um, yes, please do subscribe. Please do rate. Please do review. Um, please do pay attention to your relationship with your word. And please do tell me about your experiences doing the homework. Um, anything that you notice about things that you say, maybe something that you notice that you said that you don't really want to say anymore or something that you want to say differently or if there's something that you don't like how you say it and you you need help coming up with a way to say it differently you can let me know about that too. Like, I want to hear about all these things. Please send me Instagram voice messages. Those are my favorite because I can include your voice right here on the podcast. Or you can totally like write to me or email me or talk to me, whatever. Like, I'll share your story if I can, you know, no matter how it comes to me. But the Instagram voice messages make it really fun and easy and I like it. So that's what I'm asking for. But I'm not going to be picky. And with that, oh, yes, you can you can find me on Instagram at Welcome to Magic School if it's about this or the homework or at Vervain and the Roses if it's about anything else um, via email at vervainandtheroses.com. That'll be in the show notes soon also. Um, there's also a contact form on both of my websites, welcome to magicschool.com and vervainandtheroses.com. Both of those um, have contact forms with all my contact information. Also, it's it's I make it really easy to contact me. Yeah. So do it. What you waiting for? What you waiting? What you I'm so sorry. No, I'm not sorry at all. I'm not sorry at all. Why would I be sorry? This is my fucking podcast. You don't want to hear me break into song every now and then? Listen to someone else's fucking podcast. Anyhow, I love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tolerating me. Thanks for 
maybe even more than tolerating me. Like, if you've actually listened for like an hour and 45 minutes and you're on episode eight, like, you probably more than tolerate me. And if that's the case, I'm just beyond honored and kind of like confused and amazed and grateful. Um, and I shall endeavor to be worthy of it. I shall endeavor to be worthy of your ear time. So thank you for allowing my voice to grace your ear holes. I hope you learned something new today. If you did, I would love it if you would take a moment to share what you learned on Instagram and tag at Welcome to Magic School so that someone else can benefit from your learning too. Um, and maybe even find out about the podcast and become a listener as well. We always want to invite more people to Magic School, right? Um, and if you haven't yet, yes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, blah, 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 blah. Um, skipping that. <laughs> yep. All right. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Have an absolutely magical day. And I will see you next week on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical one step at a time with witchcraft that fucking works, damn it. Oh.